in Alabama Ag and Review for the week of June 24th. The Senate debate of the immigration reform bill is the hot topic this week. Here is Randall Wiseman to give us more. Immigration has been one of the hot topics in our nation's capital this week as debate about the various sections have gone back and forth. Agriculture and how it's affected is what Georgia Senator Saxby Chambliss talked about as he presented amendments to help farmers knowing they would not make it into the bill. And we also have a rare opportunity to replace the cumbersome and largely unworkable H-2A program with something that will truly address the needs of those in agriculture all across the country while ensuring that no American workers are displaced. I came to my colleagues in good faith to try to make positive changes to this bill. Ultimately, I want what's best for American agriculture. I want to be a constructive part of this debate, and unfortunately, a relative few number of my colleagues are preventing that from happening because none of these amendments are ever going to see the light of day. And afterwards, Alabama Senator Jeff Sessions had this to say in support of Chambliss. This is one of the least discussed but more important parts of our bill, ag provisions, and he has delineated weakness after weakness after weakness in this process, and the idea is he had to strengthen the bill. So, Senator Chambliss, thank you for uh, your positive contributions, your work, and Thank you for sharing in depth the difficult and confusing parts of this law. With late-breaking news on the immigration bill Thursday evening, Southeast Agnet's Sabrina Hill filled us in on the vote. The yeas on this bill are 68, the nays are 32. The bill as amended is passed. The sergeant-at-arms will restore order in the gallery. Chanting breaks out in the Senate gallery as the Senate votes to approve the Border Security, Economic Opportunity, and Immigration Modernization Act. As you just heard, the bill passed with a vote of 68 to 32. American Farm Bureau Federation President Bob Stallman issued a statement saying, It is the first step in reforming our broken immigration system and ensuring agriculture has access to a stable and legal workforce. Meanwhile, the United Fresh Produce Association also applauded the Senate on passing the bill. The immigration bill now heads to the House. Randall Wiseman spoke with Angie Considine yesterday of the USDA National Ag Statistics Service with the annual acreage report that showed the amount of both corn and soybean acres planted this year were up, but cotton and peanut were down. Here is Randall and Angie with the report. Well, the annual June acreage report is out from USDA's National Ag Statistics Service. And with all the cotton numbers, we have with us Angie. And Angie, you're new to the staff. I guess welcome aboard. And uh, I guess I'll ask you right now, how do the cotton numbers look for this year? Cotton numbers are down this year. Area planted to cotton in 2013 is estimated at 10.3 million acres, down 17% from last year. Upland planted acres is estimated at 10.0 million acres, also down 17% from 2012. Planted area... Estimates in Arkansas, Louisiana, New Mexico, and Oklahoma are all record lows. By June 23rd, 23% of the crop was squaring, 11 percentage points behind last year, and 6 percentage points behind the five-year average. As of June 23rd, 43% of the crop was rated in good to excellent condition compared with 50% rated in these two categories at the same time last year. Cotton growers in Georgia planted an estimated 1.3 million acres, up 1% from last year. In Alabama, area planted to cotton is estimated at 330,000 acres, 
down 13% from 2012. Florida planted area is estimated at 125,000 acres, up 16% from last year. In summary, area planted to cotton in the United States is estimated at 10.3 million acres in 2013, down 17% from last year. This is Angie Considine with the USDA National Agriculture Statistics Service. And with peanut acreage dropping 33%, Tyron Spearman compiled all the numbers and breaks them down for us. USDA's Ag Statistics Service released their estimated peanut acreage on Friday. It's estimated to be 1.10 million acres planted this year, down 33% from last year. The area for harvest is about the same, down 34% to 1.06 million acres. The primary reasons, they said, were, were large supplies on hand, and lower peanut prices. In Georgia, the largest peanut-producing state, area planted to peanuts is down 31%. Alabama's down 41% from 220,000 acres to 130. And Florida dropped 29% from 210,000 acres to 150. But overall, nationwide, down 33%. In other commodities, all cotton planting was estimating at 10.3 million acres. That's 17% above last year. Corn acreage in the U.S. up slightly to 97.4 million acres, the highest planted acres since 1936. Soybean acreage was estimated up 1% to 77.7 million acres. That's a new record high. The wheat acreage was at 56.5 million acres, up 1% from last year. Randall Wiseman was at the Alabama Agribusiness Council 2013 meeting in Orange Beach. One of the guest speakers, Alabama Commissioner of Agriculture and Industries, John McMillan, made an announcement and talked with Randall about his announcement. We're in my home county, and we're before, I think, probably as an appropriate group as there is in the state with a diverse interest that are represented here for me to go ahead and let folks know that we plan to run for another term. Fantastic. Uh, Obviously, you've enjoyed the time you spent so far and look forward to more of this. I have, and uh, I definitely uh, know that we have made a big difference. Uh, and I'm, uh, as long as I feel like we're doing that and can continue to do it, I'm going to continue to offer myself a service. I know you've seen a lot of changes. Of course, when you came in, the budget issues were there, but we're finally, maybe slowly starting to see that turn a little bit. We are, and with the way we have dealt with issues, I think I'm confident in saying that we have uh, stabilized the agency now and we're starting to rebuild and restructure and refocus um, our responsibilities. So basically we're looking forward to uh, another campaign then, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, always exciting, always great to have the opportunity to get out and visit with folks, and uh, we're looking forward to that. So again, Commissioner of Agriculture and Industries John McMillan has announced officially that he will run once again for that position. Position next year. Julie McPeak now takes a look at NASCAR's Green Initiative and how both the fans and drivers have embraced it. Well, the NASCAR Green Initiative is a comprehensive green strategy from the competition product on the track to the infrastructure supporting the sport. And Mike Lynch, NASCAR Green Managing Director, says NASCAR fans have completely embraced the effort. NASCAR fans are 70% more likely than non-fans to be in favor of running ethanol blended fuel in our race cars. 
the fans who are becoming educated about ethanol through our platform are really internalizing knowledge about ethanol that leads them to be very comfortable with it being in the race car. NASCAR fans are also 50% more likely than non-fans are to be accepting of ethanol-blended fuel in their street car. And Lynch adds that NASCAR drivers have also positively responded to the initiative. Dale Earnhardt Jr. referred to the seamless transition to American ethanol at the Daytona 500 a couple of years ago when we debuted in 2011. The acknowledgement of the greater horsepower, that it's better for the environment, that it's good for the country, that these kinds of comments are ones that what folks within our sport are saying about the ethanol platform and having American ethanol blended into the race fuel to 15%. That's something that you can see you know, a lot of good positive commentary out there from a range of the drivers in the sport. NASCAR is projected to hit its 5 millionth mile racing on American ethanol this fall. Let's wrap up this week's report with Everett Grainer talking about man's best friend. Did you know we have over 150 different breeds of dogs in this country? Did you know that they're trained and used in law enforcement, counterintelligence, civil defense? But nowhere is the dog more useful nor more appreciated than on the farm. They've always been a part of livestock farming as herders and guards. Well, a more recent assignment is in tracking and controlling feral hogs. A lot of farms, the passenger seat of the pickup truck is reserved for the family dog. He's often the most obedient and most respectful member of the entire family. Day or night, he's always ready to go to work when called. And how much does he get paid? Well, generally he's content with a full food plate and a pat on the head. Dogs have always been a part of farming. And you know what? They always will. Remember, you can find these stories along with all the big Southeast AgNet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Daniel Lee with Southeast AgNet's podcast.